Hello, and welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 21. If you're a new listener, we are excited to have you join us. I am an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is also for parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Today's proverb is a Swahili proverb that says, what a good person is looking for is doing good deeds. It's now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode comes from Ghana, the language tree. Madasi. It means thank you. Be sure to show your gratitude today. This is Cleverly Cultured Kids. <laughs> so today we are talking a little bit about apps and we have some educational apps that we want to share and some that are all about fun. So we have the Cleverly Cultured Kids here and they're going to talk about which apps they are really enjoying and they're going to tell you a little bit about them. So we're going to start with you. So I've got a couple of them, but my first education educational app is called Prodigy. And Prodigy, you can... It's like, I don't really know how to explain it, but... RPG. What? It's it's pretty much similar to that, but like with math. Okay, it's a game that you can go to for math. You It has an app and a website, so you can go on either one. And um, for the, like, the game itself, you have to... You can... It's like battles and... Um... It's in the style of Pokemon, just for the moves, before you can actually do them, you have to solve a math, qu- uh, solve a math question. Yeah. Well, I don't play Pokemon Go, so... It's not... It's not Pokemon Go is completely different. Pokemon, Pokemon Go... Franchise. Pokemon Go is not at all similar to the original Pokemon games. My second educational app is called Starwalk... Starwalk 2, um, that you could use at night or in the daytime, and, um, you, when you open the app, it's like, you, you gotta get your time zone so you can see what it looks like on the sky, in the sky, and it looks pretty cool, like, it even tells you, like, for zodiac signs, you can see your, the zodiac sign in that certain time of the month. And constellations. Um, so there is one of them that I have is Photomath. It's like um, a calculator, and it shows you the steps on how to do the problem. 
and it will it can help with people who kind of struggle with math, I guess. Like me. Well, like you have to take a picture of like the problem and then it solves it for you. The other one I had was um, Little Alchemy 2. It's a very, very fun game. Everybody in this room likes it. Uh, Even the adults. Well, well, she hasn't played it, but yeah. She needs to. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, here's an app that like everyone is familiar with. That's YouTube. I use it for mostly like math things in terms of like geometry because there's some actually pretty good channels over there like number pile and stuff and they don't necessarily like help you with problems or anything just like you can learn things about stuff I watch number five. related to math uh and brain pop brain pop is pretty much a service for like well not a service from like a website that has videos on topics and they also have games on there. I like the games. Yeah. There's also Kindle Books, which is pretty much where you download books for your Kindle or whatever device. Okay. So those were the educational games that you guys enjoy. Can you tell us which fun games that you have that you've been playing? Okay, um, Minecraft Earth. <laughs> and can you tell us a little bit about the game? So it's like basically Minecraft, but it's AR. So it's like in like, like you can probably, I know, you can, I'm assuming it let, like it lets you look at a flat surface and then it spawns in a section of the world. And at certain places, there's like a little pop-up things that tell you like you can get certain things from there. And it's really fun. This is app called Quiz with two Z's at the end. And when you play it, you can play this app and it's quizzes. And um there's an app and a website. I like the app better because it's just easier to play. But um there's like a code number that you type in and you use that code number to get into other people's games and you can play with other people but it's like you're not talking to them you're playing a quiz and seeing who gets first or is like up far in the leaderboard so it's kind of like a who yeah okay um i have another one it's called um I've got quite a few others, so... I just remembered it! Okay, well then go ahead. Okay. So the one that I had was 1010. It's like, it's a bit like Tetris, but it it's like you don't get a certain... You're not timed. The only way you can lose is if there's no spot to put the, the block that you get next. It's actually really, really fun. Very entertaining. Simple. 
Um, I've so I like Reddit. I don't know why. It's it, it's fun. I like Reddit. If you look at, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a it's it's like it's like an Instagram type thing, but like you don't have to have friends or followers in order to have stuff on your feet, like on your um feed. So yeah, and then another one is TikTok. Follow me at okay. nvme underscore sis. E-N-V-E-M-E underscore S-I-S. Uh, All right. That was a shameless plug. (laughs) 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 Any other channels you ladies would like to give the people? I've still got more. We got Number Pile. Oh, Oh, Number Pile, Code Parade. Um, Ted Ed. Who? Ted Ed. Ted Ed. Code Parade. Ted. Um, Hold on. Can you tell them what Ted Ed? But it's for kids. It's like I listened. Well, Ted Ed. They have riddles and stuff on their show. They have riddles. They have videos concerning other topics like. One of them like explained the stuff about the impeachment hearing. Other things actually like. Sometimes they go over different topics, but I can't, like, name any. I mostly do the riddles. Um, I've got two, like, apps that you can use for pictures, like, making collages. One is called, I think it's pronounced Bazart, and, um... You use Bazaar by opening the app, and then we, of course, opening the app. And then um, you can take pictures from your camera roll and put it, like, together. And then you can make Instagram, like, Instagram stuff. Like, stuff, like, pictures for Instagram, pictures for Pinterest, and stuff like that. Um... If you like simple games that are kind of like tycoon-like, like idle games, I would recommend games like, um, uh, what's it called? <laughs> like Egg Inc. It's a game. Oh, yeah, that's a cool one. It's a game where you press a button and make chickens, and those chickens, they make eggs, and the eggs get you money, and then you can level up the eggs to get you more money. It's pretty much like you run a you run a business. A business. That goes on and on and on. Doesn't stop. And like much some runs. of them like like for some reason they the eggs they're like growing in popularity and, and also they're becoming new uses like some eggs can be used for everything. I have a question about these eggs. Oh excuse me, these games. Do they have those intrusive, invasive app, uh, apps, com- ads. ads, the commercials ads. that force you to sit there and watch and try to trick you into clicking? Oh, okay, now. Oh, oh, oh goodness, I hate that. No, that's, okay, that's now YouTube really on gets on me. It's on. I hate YouTube that. YouTube really gets me. YouTube has put two ads on the thing. So you can watch a video, and then you, there comes to that part where there's ad. And but then that ad, the there will be two of them. You can skip them. And sometimes, sometimes you, can skip you can't them. even skip them. Yeah, I can usually skip them. Um, Egg Inc. does not have these intrusive ads. Most of the games I mentioned do not have intrusive ads. The only ones that really do are, like, most, like, you know games that are the type that are, like, very, 
um, like all the IO style games and the they, ones that you, like the ones the ones that you see ads for all the time, like twenty forty eight thing. Uh, if it has ones. an ad, it's probably going to have a lot of ads. Well, like maybe yeah. like some games, for instance. Most of the games made by Voodoo, although not all, because Paper IO 2 doesn't have that many ads, but most of the games made by Voodoo is, like, they have a ton of ads. Ah. Okay, now, I do have a tip for the ads. Turn off your Wi-Fi when you're playing them. Oh, yeah. Because that'll, yes. keep, that'll block the ads for some Ooh. reason. Mm. Thank you! And sometimes you, so you can much. even get the free stuff without watching the ad, which is kind of an exploit, and I shouldn't be sharing this, but okay. <laughs> Shitty though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I have another um app called Canva, and you can use Canva for logos, stuff for Instagram stories, Facebook posts, po- posters, flyers, invitations, social media stuff. Okay, thank you ladies. That was very interesting. You guys have a lot of ads that you enjoy. Not ads, apps. Apps. <laughs> apps. We don't enjoy ads. Right, right. <laughs> so thanks for sharing that with us and our listeners. All right, so is there one app that you didn't mention that you think people should definitely look into? Well, um, one each. One each. Duolingo. Duolingo. Layla. I like that that's an educational app. I love app. it. Well, like, there used to be memes about Duolingo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, next. Yeah. Next app. Um, SoundCloud. I love SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> it's a music app. I love it. And people, you can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud as well. What about Spotify? Yeah. Hashtag plug. All right. So that was three. Spotify, SoundCloud, and Duolingo. So thanks for listening. (laughs) I mentioned two. I didn't mention I want to discuss something right quick. Um, So there's this this one game, and I'm not sure what it's called, but I think it's called Temple of the Mask. Tomb of the Mask. And it's a very good game, although it has truckloads of hats. Like every, every, once you complete a level, add. And you can complete the levels extremely Extremely quickly. So pretty much, they're kind of forcing you to buy the no ads thing. And if you, and if the no ads thing was free, or at least they had in-game currency that you could use to buy the no ads thing, it would probably be a whole lot better. Okay, well thanks for sharing that with us. All right. Bye, everybody. So, everybody, we will leave the complete list of all of the apps in the show notes. Our show notes page is at cleverlychanging.com. Click on the tab podcasts. All right. Thanks. This is the grown folks section of the Cleverly Changing podcast, and today's topic is portfolio reviews. Right. So I know that um, many families in Maryland have to take the portfolio review with the state. If you're not with, if you're not enrolled under the state, you're enrolled with uh, an umbrella, is what they call it right. usually. Umbrellas. 
and an umbrella will allow you to review with them instead of with the state. So if you haven't signed up for like a private school or a church umbrella or a group umbrella or a co-op umbrella, then you most likely have to review with the state. And we review with the state and we like it. No extra money and... I actually look forward to the review. So we want to kind of share the positive and, you know, just be honest about our experience so that you get an understanding of how portfolio reviews go. Well, I will say this about the reviewing process with the county. Um, It's not as bad. I see things, comments, and concerns from other Maryland homeschooling families. And I wonder, who are these reviewers? Because I have not had any sort of bad experience. In fact, I have had the same lady review my children, except for, I think it was twice now. The last two times I went... I was unable to get this lady who I thoroughly enjoy. And she asks about my children all the time, especially the baby, because he's the only one that I would ever bring to the reviews with me. And she's been watching him grow. She saw me when I was still pregnant with him. And it's, it seems very, um, family-like, you know, they're the reviewers that I have had are very open and they're not, um, judgy or anything like that they've been very cordial and I've even received some very good ideas and tips on how to approach certain subjects or how to make something more fun or interactive because they're all former teachers um the one lady who I usually get she is a teacher's teacher so she teaches teachers how to be better teachers, I guess, would be the way to phrase that. But I find it interesting when people say that they've had a really bad experience and they never want to do it again. And it was just absolute torture. And so I'm wondering if if because perhaps they already have a chip on their shoulder maybe and this may not be the case but if they already have a chip on their shoulder about the idea of oversight then perhaps they may go into a review less prepared or um you know maybe with just a little twinge of an attitude that just does not sit well with someone And then they end up being a little bit more harsh than they have to be because they feel like this particular parent is not, I don't want to say respectful of the process, but they're just not willing to willing to be a the type of participant that the state requires. Okay. That's what I wonder. I don't know if this is true or not, you know, but. Right. I, I don't, 
I don't want to speculate as to why people don't like the state reviews. I've definitely been online in the community groups and I get the impression that depending on where you live, Mm -hmm. the reviewers are different. So in Maryland, there of course are different counties and the reviewers that we have have always been for our county. And so I hear that Baltimore County reviewers are very strict, but I look at it like this. So there are Comar guidelines that are produced by the state of Maryland that have been agreed upon. And when you decide to homeschool, you're saying that I agree, I agree to go by these guidelines, right? which to me is fine. And I feel like it's fine because sometimes we do need someone to hold us accountable. Right. And so I think it's very important to change your perspective about the oversight. Yeah. What exactly are they doing? Right. They're not checking up on you and trying to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. And I think that may be the general view of them. Mm -hmm. It's really just a kind of like a partnership. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. They're not the homeschool police. <laughs> they are <laughs> they not. Be anyway. They're not. They're not trying to police you. And I think if you have that sentiment on the inside, you will go to the review scared and afraid and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it like this, these people are educators who want to make sure that my child is being educated. Right. Just as much as I am. And if anything, in our experience, we've seen that the conversations that we've had with the reviewers have been exciting to them. They're very interested and invested in what our children are learning. They often give us tips on how to make our um, educational materials better for our kids. You can say, hey, I noticed that my kid is struggling with, for me, for, you know, I'll share a real example for my daughter. She's struggling with her handwriting and Mm -hmm. it's just not something that she's good at. And the reviewer said, Hey, here are a few websites that have uh, print materials that you can download for free so that she can get more practice. It really, you know, it's going to take practice to make it better. Practice makes perfect. And so it can be a place where you get encouragement. Yes, and in a wonderful exchange of ideas. Yes. If you're the chatty type and talk to other parents. <laughs> right. So I find that I look I look forward to my reviews because it is an adult conversation. And I'm I'm proud of the things that my children are learning. And so when I come to review, it's it's like I get to celebrate what my family has been doing. So I look at it like it's a celebration. Yeah. You know, I never thought about it in that way. I just, what's funny to me, you said it's an adult conversation, which, (laughs) you know, as parents who are at home, you're often involved in conversations with children. Yes. And it's wonderful (laughs) to talk to another adult and be able to use without having to provide definitions all the time, multi-syllabic words. And, you know, to be a little more um, frank and less, you know, having to put a filter on what you say because, you know, 
you don't really want the children to mis misconstrue what you're saying, right? But I I feel like what you're saying is taking that approach to reviews is an excellent way to um, be sure to excel, you know, to make sure that you don't have any negative marks or anything. Um, let's move into how do you or should you prepare your portfolio? Because I see this question thrown around a lot. My review's coming up. I don't know what to do. What do I do? Somebody help me, please. And I can't lie. My first time was very stressful. And honestly, every time for me, there's a stress and anxiety that I feel. And it's just like, oh, do I have enough? Is this going to be seen? Because, you know, even though I have not had a bad experience and I'm familiar with the reviewers that are in my county, it's still, you know... Is this going to be the time when (laughs) (laughs) everything's just going to go left? You know, ah, it's so stressful. So I know leading up to reviews, those that day or two, those are free days for us because I'm just trying to mentally (laughs) prepare and make sure that I have, you know, the proper documentation. So back to the question. What is the proper documentation? What do you take to your review? So, so I want, I know this has been so flowery and just, oh, reviews are great, but I want to be honest and let everybody know that I did not pass my first review. And I think that is very important for me to share because I think Often in my podcast and in what I do online, people often say, oh, well, it's easy for you. You're Mm -hmm. such an overachiever. Or they just look at it as, you know, you never had to face any obstacles. They didn't see the growth. No. And so my whole homeschool, my whole entire homeschool experience has been about growth. And my children have always loved to learn. So that part has, has been kind of, consistent. However, when I first started homeschooling our very first year, I wasn't sure what to put in a a portfolio. And I went to a co-op and they were doing, uh, (laughs) I don't even know if I should say it, but they were doing classical conversations at the time. And classical conversations was very auditory. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yes, they did not have a lot of written materials. Mm-hmm. We would we would play a lot of games. We would rehearse. All of the information was in their mind, and they excelled at it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was marvelous. It was great. I also took my children to the review because I didn't have anywhere else to take them. I mean, I didn't I didn't know what to do with them. My husband was working, and. It was like me and my kids. That's just how life went for us. And so I was overwhelmed. We were moving at the time. My daughter had just been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And my life was a wreck. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with myself. Even though my kids were learning. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they had the information because we were going to co-op. But even though I was like, oh, I would ask people at co-op and different homeschool moms, and I would say, hey, you know, what are you guys what doing do in do? your your per, for your portfolio? And one group that I had gone to, they had a big binder, but her kid was older. Her kid was in the fourth grade, I think, at the time, and my kid was in kindergarten. So I was like, well, what does a kindergarten really need? I know. My oh, kid. <laughs> already knew how to read. They already were good with numbers. So I really wasn't sure what to show. My kids weren't into coloring pages. That's not something they did. So I had the information that they had done at co-op in the groups. And that was really all I had. I didn't really date the materials, but I didn't know how involved the written materials needed to be when I went to my first homeschool review. And the lady looked at me and she was like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And for for someone who is an overachiever, I was like, look, lady, I'm happy I made it to you. (laughs) Because I I was just like, "I, I, I was like, they already know how to read. They already know how to do all that kindergarten stuff. Like they know, they've known their alphabets and their shapes and stuff since they were like two. Like, what did you want me to do with them? You know? And so I was like, you can ask them some questions. Cause I thought she was going to ask them some questions. She was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> and so I was like, what? What do you mean? And that's when she sat me down. She was like, sister to sister, look, you need to have some, some materials. You need to date it. It needs to be in order. She was like, we're not just looking for, um, you know, work, sporadic work. We want to see consistency. We want to see their growth. And she was like, and this, this, my sister is not going to cut it. This ain't it. Right. And she was like, I will give you until... Uh, she was like, I'll give you a couple months and I'll meet you again. If it doesn't, if you don't have good work to show me, you're going to, you're going (laughs) to have to find some other way to do this. And I said, okay. I was like, okay. And I left and I was discouraged. She did give me some, some websites to go to some resources, but I had paid over a thousand dollars for my, my co-op. And I was like, well, what am I paying for? What am I putting in that I didn't even feel prepared? I didn't have a network of people to actually say, Hey, this is an example of what I did for, you know, and this is what you should do. Um, and I think for the first time I kind of needed that. So for families who feel overwhelmed with that first time, I was there. I, I know what you're going through and I know what that frustration looks like, but I tell you a couple months came, even though we had moved, we were renovating our house and oh my gosh, it was so exciting because I had my stuff together because I knew how to create a binder. It was really, so I kind of just shifted my thoughts. It was like scrapbooking. <laughs> but right. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh my God. A yeah. portfolio is like It's like scrapbooking. And I was like, ooh, I like, I like the sentiment of scrapbooking, even though I'm like, who got time for that? It's worth it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I was like, I like the whole idea behind mm-hmm. it because not only would it give me an opportunity to show the reviewer what my kids had done, I could finally tell my husband, this is what my kids were learning. <laughs> so I could kind of sit down with him and have a parent-teacher conference with my own husband <laughs> about their growth. So if anything... That second time when I went and every other time since then, it's really been uh, an opportunity for me to shine as the, the teacher, mm-hmm. as the guide, as the parent. To, to, and that's why I now look at it like a celebration because it hasn't always been like that. And I, and I had to kind of you know, be honest with, with my experience. And for people who know me, I know this this does come as a surprise that I wasn't prepared for something <laughs> because I, I do the most sometimes when it comes to preparation. I hold myself to a higher standard. And so for me to have that, I feel like it was like, you know, I needed to go through that experience maybe so that I could have this conversation with you guys yes. because it's not a reflection of you. Right. When you are not repa- prepared for that review, it may be you're going through something in your life and you need to regroup. You need to say, hey, I know my kids needed to learn this. How am I, how are we going to show, you know, my husband? How are we going to show the reviewer? How am I going to show myself? How am I going to prove to myself that yes. this is what they learned? Worthwhile and that we're actually yes. making progress. Well, this is what I'm going to say. I was completely opposite from you <laughs> my first time. I didn't know what to, look, my binder was at the seams. Do you hear me? The lady looked at me and was like, this is, you didn't have to bring all of this. And I was like, well, I didn't know what to do. I just brought everything that we have done. And she was like, okay, yeah, so you've passed. (laughs) Because I had so much stuff. But in the future, what I did was, so what they ask you to do in Maryland is to prepare a binder that is sectioned by subject. Right. So and you should put dividers. Yes, subject is dividers. Helpful. Right. Yeah. Go to the dollar store. That's where I get mine. I like and the Avery ones. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not mad at the nice thick ones, but I've been using the same ones. Since we started, and they have been holding up just fine from the Dollar Tree, Dollar Barrel, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And they just, do work just, just fine. The ones your... from the Dollar Store. Yeah, I said, look, <laughs> I, I look, I like me some Avery products. They're nice and sturdy and thick. And yes, we're not going to get into all that. But you separate your work, and you, depending on where you are, I think that this is probably a, a very, um, general way of doing it just put so you want to show something from every week so that means four or five worksheets per subject per month you know or maybe three to five but that gives them the oh excuse me and with dates you want to make sure you date it because again name and date you're ho- you're homeschooling over a period of time right and they don't want people to use the same work over and over 
And I don't see how they can look. I'm sorry, gentlemen, <laughs> but this is. And I'm not saying I do this. I don't do this. But for them to sit here and say, "Oh, you gotta date your stuff." Most children write in pencil, and pencil is erasable, and they've got some pretty good erasers. So if I really wanted to use something from before. I don't see what's stopping me and I don't see how they're going to know because I've never seen anyone break out some magnifying glass and some kind of detective <laughs> kit and go dusting edges of paper and things to see what what's they're really not what. inspector they're, gadgets yeah, it's not <laughs> all um but I think it's the CSI. rule <laughs> no it's not but it's the rule of it it's like if, yeah. if we require people to date it maybe this will lessen that yeah. You know, not that they're accusing people of doing that. It, yeah, it no, just I've never heard that. It probably has happened in the past, but for the most part, just think: if your kids were in a traditional school and they brought back work, well, they would have their name and date on it. it they would, ha- yeah, it would have the date, but also it gives you a sense of when did they do this mm-hmm. because you're able to track patterns, you're right. able to see progression and right. growth, and that's really the the yeah. sentiment they want to see the kids grow from maybe when they started at the beginning of the year to where they are now. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And then it's also because Comar states that you have to be providing regular instruction. So, um, And we'll put a link to the Comar guidelines in the show notes. Yes, but that's only if you live in Maryland. Now, if you live somewhere else, you need to carefully look at your state's guidelines, wherever you Every are, state whether is you're different. in Texas, Georgia, <laughs> Oregon, Montana, wherever, please check your local listings. I know this is not TV, but <laughs> check your state guidelines, which it's probably not even called Comar. It's probably called something else right. that is specific to where you are. And some states don't require a portfolio. Yes. But I do I do actually encourage people to have a portfolio. And the yes. reason why I, I say that is just what I mentioned earlier. I was able to go to my husband and say, this is the progress of our children. And, you know... I've never had family members kind of quiz me or anything like that, but you know, it does kind of give you an opportunity to look back. And just like we, like when we were in school, I feel like I had a binder. I had a binder with my work in it, and I, I was mom just able to report cards. I didn't have any. Well, I I did. I went to public school. We had a binder. I was able to look through my work. I was able to see my notes. I was able to go back. But again, I was that kid who was like, I like to see my progression, which means that. Why I didn't have it together, I don't know. And so, also, she was over-prepared because I was like, yeah, you need to have this and that because I kind of, after that experience, I kind of... Aired on the side of caution. Aired on the side of caution, yeah. and I did, I did more than enough. And I think, um, and a lot of things with our children, I always say, don't just do the bare minimum. Right. It's not a it's not a rule of thumb I want them to take to heart. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this gives me an opportunity to model that. You know, so Komar says do this, but because I feel like this is what I what what standard I'm holding for myself, I'm gonna go above and beyond and do this. And that's kind of where I am now. Oh, I was gonna say, so Elle, you gave me an excellent suggestion. What well, I guess I just happened to see it because I come over here all the time. So I saw she, she takes pictures of everything and she makes these little collages 
to go with the various subjects. So it could be from museum trips, um, uh, um, just, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. If they're outside raking leaves, this is PE. This is health, you know, all these things. And so she makes these little collages. I've done some of these collages myself. And I'm not going to lie. The reviewers thoroughly, are, are they enjoy it. I mean, they are entertained. <laughs> they do like it. And so there are, you know, think outside of the box. It doesn't necessarily have to be just, you know, their workbook. And honestly, you don't even have to have a binder. If you, if your curriculum is a workbook curriculum, you could bring in the workbook and they'll flip through and see what it is that you've done. Once again, I can't stress enough, if you're in Maryland, the importance of having the name and the date on there. I don't care if you only have one child. They want to see the child handwriting their name. Yes. It's, it's, the uh, reviewers that we have in our county are very old school. Yes. They are very <laughs> into written work. Mm-hmm. They they are really into handwriting. And for me, when when I first started homeschooling, handwriting wasn't a big deal to me. Yeah. Because I, I was like, so they have computers. Like, you can you can t- do dictation. Like, there were multiple Plus, ways. Don't grow into it, you know? I felt like there were multiple ways to get, uh, to, to complete work without actually having to write it. Mm-hmm. Because everything is so technology-driven. Mm-hmm. But the reviewers I had were very into seeing that tangible yes. written work. And so yeah, I'll say my daughter still, one of my daughters, she does have really, I like her handwriting. The other one, she she struggles with her handwriting and it needs improvement. But I mean, to be very honest with you, her dad's handwriting isn't the greatest. So I don't know if that's like hereditary or it could what. Be because I know my handwriting is some. Um, yeah, some people don't have good. Some people don't have good. Handwriting. I can't even read my own handwriting sometimes. One of my children, my oldest daughter, her handwriting is not the greatest either, and I don't make a big deal about it because I know that over time it can change. You may see somebody has written something down and you think it's pretty cool. This guy I went to high school with, he used to write in all caps. And I was like, (laughs) ooh, what? And I started writing in all caps. And let me tell you something, my handwriting was much more legible, except for when I'm rushing, which is unfortunately most of the time. And so it doesn't look quite so neat. But it's usually more legible. So when I'm writing something down for somebody else, I go the all caps route. (laughs) Well, I will say, so I also want to say for that kid, I know that she doesn't like writing. It's a chore for her, but she doesn't mind typing. She doesn't mind typing. And so I actually let her type out her work that can be typed out. And I'm okay with that. I feel like we as parents have to be flexible. You do want to give the reviewer something to look at. And I can say, hey, so she typed this out. So, you know, we do do have a workbook um, that we pair with our, our work. I feel like, you know, some parents don't like workbooks. If you're using an online curriculum and you're not using a workbook, you can print out the yeah, printouts um, that show what they've done. Their progress reports. Progress. They'll show, um, you know, the, all the little stats and yes. updates and things like so that. So you will need to print that out because they do want to see something that's tangible. Yes. Well, I'm not going to lie because we have someone in our family with the 
online curriculum at the moment and I plan on taking my lap book down and flipping that baby open and showing them because I know they want the dates when did they do what did they do so I'm going to click through and I want to show the progression of things and um I feel confident that that will fly over okay if yes. not then I will get a second try and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but you know in terms of places that don't have <clears throat> um what's the word that don't have requirements or that don't ask you to meet with someone regularly um, as the resident conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there that it's probably a good idea for you to keep something. You probably definitely want to have your um, intent to homeschool or whatever they call it that is the paperwork you get from your county or state saying, yes, you, Mary Jane, are homeschooling Billy, Bob, and Thornton. So you would want to have that. And you, <laughs> and you would want to, you know, keep some things just for um, proof that you are indeed doing something. Now, if you're doing the unschooling thing or something like that, you still would um, probably have pictures or some sort of documentation because your children are doing something. They're not sitting on their thumbs all day. They're doing something. They're learning things still. Whatever your method is, make sure that you have some sort of documentation just so that you can... Um, be safe because you never know man you never know you never People know are crazy and oh this mama i always see those babies outside somebody called the cps or whoever because your <laughs> kids aren't in school and they don't really understand right. homeschooling there are lots of people who don't understand it so not that you need to cater to folks but it is good to have your ducks in a row just in yes. case yeah. just in case so what what you just mentioned, I would like to... Um, so in the show notes, we will put a link. The collage that she mentioned, I will put a link to um, a template. I'm going to give you guys a free template that you can use to create a collage on your own. And um, I'm just going to put a link to just some resources so that you'll have those resources when you want to do your portfolio. Now, in order not to be overwhelmed... You should be every week grading papers <laughs> <laughs> or I'm not going to lie. I've done this. I'll, I will create the portfolio and I will just grade those pages that are going. <laughs> right. That sounds terrible, but I do review their work and I do look at it after they finished it. I just don't always make comments. I don't always put stickers on. I don't always put check marks and all that other kind of stuff, but if I'm sticking it in the portfolio, guess what? There's some marks on there that I put somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Because they want to see um, that you're interacting with them and their work. Those are not my words. That's what one of the ladies told me when she was um, praising me for putting some stickers on <laughs> on some of the, the work pages. She was like, oh, good to know that you're actually looking at it. And, and I was like, right. what? 
<laughs> right. So so don't underestimate that. And I get my stickers at the dollar store. You don't yep. have to be, uh, you Lisa know. Lisa Frank in it. Nope. No, it doesn't to have to be expensive. And right. kids, even our children feel good seeing the stickers on their work. They do. And so my kids are older now. So I actually, um, they're doing three days uh, at a co-op. So, um it's like a tutorial though, but they're doing three days where I drop them off and they're getting, they're taking classes. And so I actually make sure that they're putting their work in their binders themselves. So I do believe yes. it does come to a point when your kids have to start taking on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. So this is the first year where I'm not as overwhelmed. Um, I will say that for their co-op that they go to, I still have to grade their papers. Their co-op, the, the tutors don't grade their work. That's up to the parents to do. And so, um, so I still just, I still have that same amount of work to go through, but I am so blessed. My husband grades papers, my oh, sister grades papers. Right. Um, cause she, she loves to see their work. So she'd be like, Oh, is it great in paper time? Like she gets oh excited. So I actually have a team of people helping me grade the papers. Cause right. so, so if you have, um, multiple kids and you have family that, you know, are curious at what you do, say, Hey, we need need somebody to grade papers dumb that's if you feel comfortable i've only received yeah. <laughs> uh good, good comments so i haven't had a negative experience with other people grading the papers and they've reinforced like if they saw you know something that wasn't um as it should be they've reinforced lessons when my kids would spend and not in a negative way in a positive yeah, way yeah yeah and i've, I've i don't have any issue with that because i feel like it takes a village and, it and I'm like, look, we can all help our, my kids grow into the people they were meant to be. So I, I love that. And so I want, we both want you guys to understand that the portfolio, if you are required to do one, it's not something to be scared of. Yeah. Don't be afraid. It look. there's nothing we can say that's going to take the stress or the anxiety out of it for you, but my goal, our goal, is that we give you some um, peace of mind when it comes to putting that together. And you really, it doesn't have to be, you know, blinking lights and bells and whistles. It's at its very core, very, very basic and simple. You want a few pieces from each subject. Um, they don't really require much for PE because it's PE, right? <clears throat> But, um, or, uh, art and music and health and health. Those three are electives, even though they are very important to the growth of our children, they are more concerned with your science, your math, your course, your reading, <laughs> right. Social studies, those sort of things. So, um, focus more of your attention on those and then do the other four, you know, on the back end and just make sure that you have dated material that shows that you've done it. Now, if you do the, take the approach where, um, you know, we're doing, we're focusing on science for these couple months or whatever it is, because I've seen people who break it down, we're only doing two subjects at a time or something like that. Um, you're probably still going to have to, you know, 
relate your science with social studies. So maybe because you're doing science, the way you could do that would be um, to have spotlight on a scientist, right? So that's social studies because we're looking into these various scientists, but we're still staying in the vein of science. We're just making it um, interdisciplinary. That's right. the word. Right. So there are ways to still <clears throat> do it the way you want to do it and still meet the requirements of your state. So be a free thinker and, you know, get creative and try not to stress too hard. Yeah. And this is an opportunity to be creative. It is. So, you know, get your stickers out, your colorful pins and, you know, take ownership of it. Look, I'm not going to lie. One day this, I went and this guy had this humongous poster filled with pictures and graphs and stuff. And he wrote this scroll out and I'm looking like, what is this? <laughs> and the reviewer was like, how wonderful. I mean, she was really yeah entertained with this. I mean, she was invested. She's like, oh, but I see over here he's doing this and that. So, look, it doesn't have to be, you know, what what you have in your mind, you know, as something, you know, that's rigid. It's and, not, it's not sh- there are no stringent boring. rules as yes. this is the only way to complete the portfolio. What we're sharing with you is just what we've done. It's worked in the past and it works for other people. And I look forward to it working next month. But if you can, if you can <laughs> change that a bit and, and, you know, make it a little bit different, go ahead and do that. I, yeah. There have been times when I've done like YouTube videos and added those to my presentation. I, I'm a content creator. And so my reviews became better when I approached it from that same perspective. I love creating different things. And so when I started to create for my portfolio reviews, they became more engaged because they see this, they see, you know, similar stuff all the time over mm-hmm. and over. Exactly. And they want to be, they want to be excited. Ooh, they want to be wild, different. something different. And they've subscribed to my channels. You know, Ooh, they've, right. it's just, it's been an opportunity. And what was, I guess, you know, to bring this co- uh, conversation full circle, what was one of my favorite reviews is when that first lady who was like, sister, this ain't cutting it. <laughs> when she came to me and this was a couple years later and she said, I've seen your growth and I am so proud of you. Aww. She, she, she was like, cause that was when I was, I did, I showed her like a, a YouTube video that my kids had done. And she said, you're doing a wonderful job with your kids. And I've just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how far you come. And it was like, she hugged me. It was truly like, like, you know, like a mom, like when you think about the African ancestors and how in the village, the, the young mothers would go to the older mothers Mm -hmm. and they would teach them. It was that sort of experience in real life for me. She had taught me like, "Mm -mm, girl, this, this isn't (laughs) this no good. You know, this is what you need to do. I listened, I followed her guidance and it was a positive experience. And, you know, she was telling other reviewers, you know, she brings excellent work, you know, and and that's what we want for ourselves. We want to look at it 
and look at our experiences as a, a parent tutor, because that's really what we are, and be proud of ourselves. You know, it feels good when you've presented your best. Mm-hmm. And that's what I encourage you guys to do. Present your best. And and now that's what I do. I don't wait to the last minute to prepare. No. I try to prepare every month. So I would say... Ideally, you should have one day a month to just go through your stuff and make sure everything is right. You know, if you could be doing it every week and every day, that's even better. But yeah. for those of us who got other stuff in life going on, yeah. have a day once a month. You know, for me, it's like a Sunday night. Have that day to just go through the work, look and see what the kids have done, see what's graded, grade some papers. And, you know, make sure that they're following along and doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. You know, your review is your accountability, but you are holding your kids accountable. So that's why it needs to be done. Not so much for the state, but for you so that you can make sure your kids are on par. Right. I I agree wholeheartedly. Nothing else to say. All right. So definitely this is going to be one of those where you want to visit the show notes page because we're going to have some freebies for you. And um, who doesn't like a freebie? Yes. So thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Until this podcast is bi-weekly. So definitely if you've enjoyed this conversation, leave us some show topics. Send us an email at cleverlychanging at gmail.com. And send us some of your questions. If you have questions and if you just... Or if you want to share a joy. Right. Give us some good news. Yeah. We want to hear your good news. We want to celebrate with you. And if you've also enjoyed the podcast and feel like it would be helpful to someone else, definitely share it with someone else so that they can know about the Cleverly Changing Podcast. All right. We're signing off. <laughs> <laughs>